Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started tanushree is the founder and ceo at global gardener sales services limited in the interview tanushree takes us on a journey from her 15 year career at the state bank of india to the challenges and triumphs of entrepreneurship She shares the pivotal moment when she and her husband, both ambitious and career-oriented, decided to leave their secure corporate jobs to build a company that empowers people. Facing setbacks and financial strains a few years ago, Tanushree reveals how they persevered, did not give up on their team, and emerged as a cash-rich and profitable company with a global vision. What stands out in this interview is Tanushree's deep commitment. her leadership style centered on understanding and empathizing with her team and the emotional side that fuels her drive hi tanushree welcome to the choosing yeah. leadership podcast so do you want to start by sharing a little bit about yourself and what is it that you do today so as you know that my name is tanushree and on the professional front if i talk about myself so i started my career with state bank of india and i worked there for almost 15 years but now i am the co-founder and ceo of global gana sales services limited yeah thank you for sharing that can you share a bit uh, more of your back story because uh, state bank of india and then entrepreneurship i think uh, can you share where does that motivation for entrepreneurship or what you are doing that came, that came from that started from sure so actually if you know about uh, country through which i hail is india So leaving government job is not an easy decision. People don't generally leave their government job, but because of several circumstances and changing the business dynamics, which is we can see that the kind of culture we have in terms of startups, entrepreneurship, it is a bit different from the uh, early days. So actually, I was very ambitious since we started, and uh, I always wanted to do something very great, very different, so that people know me who I hmm. am. So that could be possible with State Bank of India also, 
But because of my husband was into insurance industry and I was into banking industry. And we both were into the transferable job. And we both, both were ambitious. We both were career-oriented. But on the second part, we wanted to live together. Because being in transferable job, he used to get transferred, I used to get transferred. But somehow we wanted to live together. This was one mm-hmm. of the basic motivating factors uh, because of which we decided to change our uh, career from a simple corporate job to an entrepreneurship. And somehow I realized that, yes, I can do it because I have that passion. Even when I was working with NPI, I used to devote my full uh, dedication. I used to be very dedicated with my work. You can check my records and all. So I was very much passionate about whatever I was doing. So gradually I thought that, yes, we can do something for the society also. Because if you see Mm -hmm. the tagline of Global Ghana, it is empowering people. So whatever we are building today, we don't want to build it for ourselves only. We want to build it for the people and for the generations to come. Because we have a very different kind of a model where we create a distribution network and we help all the brands, all the business to expand themselves. We bring the sales to these brands. Yeah. Yes, it was a tough decision to leave SBI because it was a very easy life and which I was living when I was even with SBI. But anyways, entrepreneurship is all about taking risks. So we wanted to live with the family and wanted to start something for society mm-hmm. and for ourselves only and also for the generations to come. Thank you for yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think uh, that's beautiful that you listed like you're staying together as a family, as husband and wife, as one of the reasons to to actually pursue your ambitions. Many times people give up their ambition because of family. But it's beautiful to see that you actually both of you decided to pursue your ambitions to be together. That's wonderful. You also mentioned ambition and I can see confidence in your voice. Can you share, share where is that ambition and confidence coming from? Is that like from your childhood or who have been like the key influences in that, yeah, shaping up that? Of course, when I was during my childhood, my parents, I like from the very beginning, my parents always motivate, motivated me to pursue my like, professional career. Career. If I talk about, I belong to India, but uh, I lived in Uttar Pradesh, Lucknow throughout my educational life and after I started my professional life I moved to Gujarat but during the time of my childhood and my study my parents always motivated me to do something uh, which they wanted uh, to be proud of me and after my marriage my husband is also a great support to me we both compliment each other if I talk about me and my husband because we both compliment each other there are many things which I am not good at, there are many things which he is not good at. But we both compliment each other and he is always deal with me at, at every phase of my life and I always try to support him. So it's too great thing which happens with him. Absolutely, that's beautiful and that makes the entrepreneurship journey so much easier. Yeah, so now coming back to what you're trying to do, you spoke about uh, empowering people. Can you share a bit more about uh, the vision that you that you started the company with and uh, what are you trying to create in the future with your products, with your services? So if I talk, talk about the vision, we wanted to be the world's biggest organization. Mm-hmm. And if you see any of our creative, our website, our social media handles, we always say this, we wanted to be the world's biggest organization by 
December 25. And this is what we are trying to create. We are trying to create a whole new distribution and sales network. And we don't do it individually. We have a group of people. We do it through people only. We wanted to have 21,000 entrepreneurs, 36 lakh digitally empowered vendors. We wanted to create 72 lakh uh, uh, sustainable jobs. And this is our mission statement. And whatever we have done in last few years, we have done through a group of people. We don't do anything individually. We mostly work on a revenue sharing model where we try to create entrepreneurs. We try to create even micro-entrepreneurs. We want to have micro-entrepreneurs in every pin code of the country. And we want people to do something for themselves. So we work on a revenue, revenue sharing model where we people create their own uh, business, small business empire and we support these people. Plus we have a distribution network and through this distribution network, the existing businesses diversify themselves existing business, expand themselves, and the person those who want to create their own business, they can also create their own business through our distribution network. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that sounds uh, like a huge dream, right? And any entrepreneur's uh, journey is not uh, without any surprises or setbacks. So can you share one or two such uh, moments in the past few years that have been uh, difficult, but also that have shaped or changed the direction that you are heading towards? Sure. We started the operation in 2017 and it was a very good start for us being a startup and we are totally bootstrapped. It was a very good startup. Then in 2018, starting what happened, I'm not going to name that corporate. If you want, I can name also one corporate, very, very big corporate from India. They wanted to join hands with us. And we approached to them. We had a conversation with them just because we wanted to utilize the manpower and ourselves. As I told you that we work with a group of people. It's, it's like it's, we have created a digital platform where it is a technology plus the human intervention. That's why we had a huge, a big meetings with this corporate. And then what they said, they, they offered us something and when initially we accepted their offer. But what happened when we accepted their offer, then they kept on changing the terms and conditions. And primarily, they wanted us to leave our core team because we created a core team. Many people joined with us when we started this venture and we don't want to leave these people because these people are the founding stone for us. We offered them some equity, we offered them board positions and all. And this corporate wanted us to leave these people because they said that we, they want me and my husband only in terms of the board seat and all. And they wanted us to leave these people. So we said no to this corporate. And as soon as we said no, they tried to copy our own business model. They posed our CPO, the person who built our application website. They, they offered him three times the salary, which we were offering. They took our, took away our CSO, chief sales officer. Even they took away our employee. We were, even if we were giving 30, 40,000 salary to our employee, they posed that employee at one lakh, two lakh rupees. And they approached our vendors because I told you that we work with, we work for the businesses, vendors, we help them to grow. They approached to these vendors, they tried to create a wrong uh, information about us in the public. So two years were very bad for us. Hmm. 
and it was very tough for us to survive those two years because of whatever saving I had, I invested everything in the business. Same happened with my husband. He also gave everything. We took away all kind of loans which was possible on mm -hmm. our financials. But yeah. we didn't give up. So at times, yes, we were, yes. we are human. At times, we decided that we can file a solvency and all. But there was some motivating factor. We believe mm -hmm. in the Almighty. Because we believe that there is some third power who, who really help us if our intentions are pure and good. So there is something who can drive. And yeah. it's a very uh, common thing that if you, like, if you really wish something to happen, it is going to happen. Mm. This is all universe is going to give you that thing. So we gave everything. There were times we were not able to pay salary to our staff. We had yeah. 50, 60 people at that time. We were not able to give salary for three, four months. But somehow we, we didn't give up and we tried doing it. And finally, now we are a cash rich company. We have already purchased few offices throughout the country. And we are profitable now. And now everything is mm -hmm. on a very good note. Wonderful. That's uh, such uh, a delight to hear that you went through that uh, time period, but you actually came out uh, stronger, right? Uh, so you talked about the business, uh, but uh, can you share how did you and especially both of you as co-founders change as leaders, as just people after that experience? Uh, sure, because there is no any, there is not any fixed definition of leader, but leadership is also continuous process. We cannot learn, we cannot become a good leader in just one instant. Mm -hmm. But it's a continuous process. Uh, if I talk about myself, I was doing a, a government job. Though I was heading the branches and all, I had few elements of a leadership, but not exactly what is required to be a leader. Mm -hmm. But with the passage of time, really, I learned. So what I really believe is this, that you are a successful leader if you are able to create more leaders. Mm -hmm. Because I cannot take credit of everything what is being done by my team. And I take the responsibility for all the failures of my team. Yeah. So when my team fails, I am responsible. My, when my team succeeds, the credit mm -hmm. should go to them. So with the passage of time, I learned this sometimes. Like when I started, they were like, uh, when I started, I think that I was not having all the qualities. Still also, I can say that I don't have all the quality. But when I started, I learned many things, especially from my husband. Because he has worked in insurance and he has taught me many things in terms of leadership. He has held a very high position when he worked with SGFC, Birla, such big organizations. So he has also given me many tips on leadership. And I always try to implement those things. Mm -hmm. Because I understood that. It's a very common thing by Albert Einstein that you cannot judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. So this is what I learned. Because mm -hmm. initially I like I used to give all the talks to anybody and all. Gradually I thought that being a leader, I should identify the strength and weakness of my people. Mm -hmm. So that as a team we can grow and as a leader I can be successful. Thank you for uh, sharing that uh, quote also and that metaphor of uh, creating more leaders also. And especially now as you are growing, I think you are, at, you mentioned you are at 70 people, but any growth, maybe 50, 60 and beyond 100, you will certainly need more leaders, right? You cannot lead the organization. You will need to lead a leadership team. So can you share the outlook that you see for your growth in the future? And what do you see as the biggest challenges 
or pain points that you experience right now in this phase now? Yeah, obviously, because we need many leaders. We have our whole team. We have few people as a leader. But still, we require people on a high profile. If we want to bring, if, if we want to build such a huge organization, me, my husband, my core team, they cannot do it individually. Yeah. And getting good people who can lead is really a tough task, which I have. It's not easy to get good people. Mm-hmm. If you get good people, it's not that, that they are ready to become leaders. Mm-hmm. I can get good people. They, they People are ready to work. People are ready to support us. Because, but people are not ready to become leaders. Mm. So this is the challenge which I face sometimes that people are ready. They are, there are many people in my team, those who are giving their 100%. If I tell them that they have to work for 24 hours, even that, also yeah. they are ready. They are not ready to become leaders. So obviously we will be needing more people. Right now our recruitment drive is on. Now, till now we were working on a revenue sharing model. Now we have decided to open branches also across the country. So we will be starting with 10-20 offices in the metros and the capitals of the city. So from that we will find out the leaders. Till now yeah. we were working only on revenue sharing model, but now we work mm-hmm. on, the, on these people. Absolutely. I think you said it very rightly earlier that leadership is something which never ends, right? You're always learning, you're always growing. And you also mentioned that even if you hire good people, you will still have to train them and make sure that they fit in the culture of the company and not go their own ways. And that's a common challenge that I often hear. So how are you investing in, let's say, the second level of leadership? How are you investing in helping people take on more ownership, more accountability, right? All of these leadership abilities rather than just focused on doing their job how are they how are you enabling them to step up and like grow in small and little ways uh, so that you are ready to scale when the organization grows they are also ready to take the next step uh, if i talk about my present team so what we do basically what practice we follow in the key uh, we try to uh, we have a very strong bonding between the team we try to interact like if i talk about myself i have a daily huddle with my team Mm-hmm. I meet with my team for 15 minutes daily so that I can listen from them what challenges they are facing. I can guide them. If I know about anything, I can guide them. And if like we meet, we always meet as a team. Let's say if I'm not able to give, in, uh, give a solution for anything, any problem they are facing, we have a team which helps them and we decide as a team. Though uh, as a team, as a leader, I cannot always rely on taking decision only on my team. Sometimes I have to take some strict decisions, some non-trendy decisions, but that is a part and parcel of an entrepreneurship. But as a team, what I try to do, I try to create a bond between my team. I try to learn about their strengths, about their weaknesses, and I try to interact with the people I identify as a leader. Because I cannot sit on my chair and I think that everything is working on a very smooth manner in my company. I identify the people, I create a kind of a bond with them. I, I want to empathize them also. Because mm-hmm. every time I cannot think that whatever I am saying, they are going to follow it. So the, create, the kind of a bond which I create with, with my team, I think that is going to be a changing factor yeah and we always try to have the interaction with the whole team as well we go out for 
Uh, we, uh-huh. we go out for uh, watching the movies. We go out on our tour. We go out to some places for a holidays. So these things are done to create bonding within the team, so that they also work for the company. We can also we or we should also think about the employees who are working for. Us. So this Absolutely. is this is the yeah. thing. If they feel that yes, we are also working for them, then obviously they will be motivated to give their best. Because if we grow as a company, then obviously they are going to grow as a company. Yes. So it is. It is always uh, too easy to get uh, lost in the execution, in the details. But what I'm listening from you is that you also take a step back. You listen. You create those bonds with your people. You celebrate together. So how do you manage pressure and how do you create that breathing space so that you can see the big picture rather than getting lost in the short term, like what happened today or what are we doing this week? How do you create that ability to step back and then to jump in when required? Obviously, pressure, entrepreneurship, and this pressure is a real phenomenon to each other. But obviously, I mean, the dealing with pressure is not easy for any leader or entrepreneur. But uh, what we do whenever we feel some kind of a pressure, we try to, like I try to spend more time with my family. Over self time is also very uh, much required. Because I if I try to spend time with my family, and if then also I think like I still I'm still under pressure, I try to spend some me time. Hmm. I try to sit in a isolated place and think about the things which has happened in the past, how I can cope up. So I think you are your best friend. So if I think that if I am my best friend, so I try to console myself if I am feeling pressure. I try to motivate myself if. I have. I am under pressure. Thank you for adding that part. I think that spending time in silence with yourself sometimes many challenges or pressure can actually solve by themselves because you have that space. And you said wonderfully, right, that you are your best friend. Uh, but often uh, you can also become your be- worst enemy if you do not give yourself that space, right, with family or with uh, what you really enjoy doing. Uh, so thank you for adding that, and I think that's a wonderful uh, phrase. Uh, that you are your best friend, but at the same time, uh, like for many leaders with pressure, many times they can also become their worst enemy. Uh, so that contrast, I think, uh, sits in very nicely. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. What do you think are the biggest opportunities that lie ahead for you, at least in the short term, that you must capitalize on? Biggest opportunity, obviously, because I told you what this last few years. Now, if I, I if I talk about the professional term, term if I talk in, the, in professional terms, uh, we are also creating a fintech vertical because if I talk about India, fintech is a growing industry. So being from the banking background, finance background, I'm also adding the fintech vertical in my company. That's a huge opportunity for our like, corporate in the coming future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for uh, sharing that. Yeah. And if you could wake up tomorrow having uh, any new ability or skill, what would that ability or skill be? So that everybody, like whole population of India knows what is Global Gardener without telling me. Everybody knows what is Amazon. Everybody knows what is Flipkart. Still people don't know what is Global Gardener. I want, I should have ability that everybody knows that I, what is Global Gardener. Yeah. And, and what kind of leader do you think you need to be to have that level of visibility or brand identity? Uh, I think your dream is wonderful, right? To be the biggest company, to have uh, that kind of visibility. But what kind of leadership is required to actually create that? Understanding human, I think, is the most uh, important thing which a leader should have. And mm-hmm. I think I require that to a greater extent because 
if we can understand human, we can understand their psychology, their mindset. I think the game is on. Thank you. Thank you for bringing the human element back to that. And as we try to wrap this up also, can you share something interesting about you that most people that you work with are not aware of? Interesting thing. I don't know whether people are aware of this or not. I am like, I'm too much emotional. Sometimes I'm very much, I'm harsh also. People think that I'm very harsh and all. But anyways, that is the part, part and parcel of the professional life. But I am very much emotional. Like I like, drive into the tears very easily. But tears are the stress buster for me. When mm-hmm. I cry, it means I am giving out of the stress from my body. So I am very much emotional. And the reason for crying is always letting out the stress from my inner mind. Thank you. Thank you for being open and talking about that because I know that can be a difficult thing to to acknowledge. Uh, and I think you said it very nicely, right? Uh, if we keep it inside, emotions hurt us more than if we release it. And uh, you you spoke about being human. I think that's being human. Uh, and uh, that allows us to connect with others better. That allows us to create that bonding and trust. Uh, as long as you also know that when to lead or when not to get overwhelmed by the emotion, but also not to hide it. Completely. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's a very vulnerable and very... I would very like honest. to add one thing more. Sometimes yes. we need to keep some emotions inside our heart just to give us a speaking factor. Drive us to achieve something. We should we have to keep the emotions in mind. Just to add on what you say, crying is something different because we I'm really, I try to relieve the pressure by crying. Yeah. But if there is something which is going on in your mind, you should always try to make that emotion more stronger because that can be the motivating factor to achieve something in life. We cannot sit, relax and achieve something in life. There should always, like if somebody has insulted you, if somebody has said that you cannot do it, you should never let go those things from your mind. Yeah, I think what I'm listening is, is a deep sense of commitment, right? So you have a big vision and you might have some people who have not seen that vision. So that gives you more strength but that commitment that the status quo is not okay that there's something else that we want to go and then you won't you don't relax right even though you take time out for yourself but in the bigger dream you don't let up you don't give up so that's what i am listening thank you for i think like contrasting these two different sides of the spectrum Uh, thank you for doing that before we end what advice would you give to somebody who as an entrepreneur has big dreams i think like yourself but they're struggling with either the pressure or the emotional part of it or the ecosystem, right? The ecosystem can be very tricky sometimes. So what advice would you give to somebody who has the same desire, but they are struggling in achieving success? If somebody is really trying to be an entrepreneur, you should be passionate enough to achieve your dreams. Because I think if you don't have that passion to achieve, starting business is a very easy task. You can Anytime you can start your business. But if you are not passionate about your business, I think you cannot achieve your goals. You cannot be a successful entrepreneur. Secondly, you should have that appetite to take the risk. Because if you are not willing to take the risk, I think entrepreneurship is not for you. We should be able to take the risk at any point in life. Because entrepreneurship is not just like this. It is up and down. If you are a 50 year old corporate, then also sometimes you have to face the lows in your life. 
So you should be being an entrepreneur. You should be able to take the risk, face the risk, and always are ready to give whatever you have. And you need to give full energy, full time. Being an entrepreneur, you should not think that yes, I have to like always live on luxurious life. This is my aim. Your aim should always be to create something big. Because if you work really harder, if you worship your work. Everything is the byproduct. Everything will follow you. Your luxurious life, money, and everything will be a part and part of your life that will follow you by its own. Thank you. Thank you so much for this delightful conversation. For anybody who is listening, where can they find out more about you or what you are trying to do? So they can visit our website www.globalgarner.com. And this is the website. You can also download the application of Local Gardener from app stores like iOS and Android. Plus, if you want to connect with me, you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. My name is Tanushree. So if you search Tanushree in Facebook, you will get my profile. As far as LinkedIn is concerned, you can search Tanushree Global Gardener. You can you will be able to find me easily. Same as with the Instagram Tanushree. Uh, 262 is my ID. You can easily find out. Thank you. Thank you, Tanushri, for this conversation. And uh, I would like to wish you all the best for uh, every dream that you have for yourself, for the leadership team that you're building, and for the difference that you're going to make in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, Please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.